joining this week's podcast with the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams. This week's message, the Archbishop uncovers the secret principles and protocols to ensure believers overcome demonic schemes and fulfill their divine assignments. Do you need help and direction to improve your prayer life? Secure your copy of the Archbishop's book, Prayer Moves God. Get your copy today at ndwministries.org. Know today that this is God's word of revelation for you. Be empowered as you listen. There are so many things on my mind, but I, I, I want to keep it simple and I, I want to keep it short and impactful. And I want to say something that will stay with you for the rest of your life because you are in the prime of life. It is believed that the first 30 years of our lives are our learning years. And the second 30 years of our lives are within what we call our years of accomplishment. So whatever you learn in the first 30 years, the second 30 years, you achieve them, you apply them. So the second 30 years become your achieving years. And the third 30 years become years of securing legacy. Legacy and departure. Legacy and departure. So you are in the best time of life. Is that my daughter Jackie? Good to see you again. Amen. So let me say this. I want to say some few things that will impact you because you live in a time in the history of humanity so challenging, so difficult than any other generation. When you look at today, the internet, social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all the things that science has been able to introduce to this generation, we didn't have it 60 years ago. So your generation is a very fast-moving generation. It's a generation that one deals with a lot, and you need to be reminded and to appreciate who you are, why you are here, where you are going, to be able to learn mastering. Because without learning mastering, this generation is in big trouble. There's so much distraction going on. And distraction is an enemy to purpose. And concentration is the womb of accomplishment. If you can't concentrate, you can't achieve anything in life. And there's so much distraction to this generation that is mind-blowing. And sometimes I ask myself, if social media existed 60 years ago, some of us wouldn't have had a chance to come that far. I'm telling you. Because this generation is dealing with a lot. So I want to talk to you about a personality in the Bible you all know of by the name of Samson and another personality by the name of Delilah. And I call Delilah a hired assassin. And the assassin is still around. Say, I hear you. Now, here was something in the book of Judges 13 and verse 5 where an angel of the Lord appeared to the father and mother and gave them an advanced knowledge saying that you shall conceive and give birth to a son and he will be a Nazarite full of the Holy Ghost from his mother's womb and shall begin the deliverance of Israel from the hands of the Philistines. So before he was born, who he will be, his lifestyle, his entire assignment, and the reason for his being was announced and was prophesied. An angel of the Lord stepped out of eternity into time with a special announcement to make known to the father and the mother of Sansim the purpose of the child she was going to conceive in her womb that this is not just any 
other or ordinary child. That this is a child on assignment. This is a child of purpose. This is a son of destiny. And you must know what you are carrying. And because of the purpose of the child you are carrying, you yourself carrying it cannot take a strong drink. You yourself carrying this child, this seed, because it's a seed of purpose and destiny. There are some things you cannot do if you are going to carry this pregnancy successful. Place your right hand on your stomach and say, I'm carrying something heavy. Put your hands there and say, I'm carrying. I'm pregnant with heavy duty cargo. Yeah. Tell somebody you don't know what you are carrying. Yeah, you're carrying something. And because of what you are carrying, in order not to miscarry and to uh, and to abort what you are carrying, you can't just live anyhow. Do anything you want to do and be like everybody else. You have to be different. You have to be different. This generation don't understand isolation. But isolation is critical if you are going to accomplish anything. When they take pictures in order to bring out the end result of the pictures they take, where did they send the film to? A dark room. That is isolation. And this generation, because of social media, don't know how to hide. We don't know how to separate ourselves for a season. Everything we are doing, the whole world knows about it. We want to be in touch. We want to be known. We want to connect. Listen, you must know times to connect. There are seasons to connect. And there are seasons of separation. Are you hearing me, somebody? One of the mistakes I did many years ago as a young preacher, I announced everything God told me to do. Everything he told me to do, I announced it. And I went to the pulpit and said it. And next thing I found out, others were doing it. And I realized that we are dealing with the spirit of covetousness. And as a young preacher, you got to learn that covetousness is a very strong spirit. That people will covet what you have. They will covet your wife. They will covet your husband. Covet your children. Covet your ministry. Covet your mantle. Covet your anointing. He said, it's one of the strongest demons of the end times. Covetousness. And I didn't understand and didn't know how to conceal secrets and issues and matters. I was just doing it like the American style where the American preachers announce everything. But this is not America. This is jungle. So don't try to do it the American way. Do it the Holy Ghost way. Somebody say, I hear you. So here was something. The angel of the Lord came and announced and told the mom that, hey, your son or what you are carrying is holy. Is holy. So you just can't live anyhow. Then there was a charge to this young man himself. That because he was a Nazarite. A Nazarite means one under a vow tell somebody you are a nazarite yeah you're under a vow you are not weird you are not crazy you are not sick you can't be like anybody else because one of the weapons we are dealing with in this in this end time is peer pressure yeah apart from the distraction pressure from your friends Pressure from your loved ones. They keep applying the pressure. When I was coming in a plane, they kept on coming. Do you want a, a bottle of wine? A glass of wine? I said, no, thank you. And they kept on coming. Then after the meal, I asked for a dessert. Do you want some red wine with your dessert? And I just said, you devil, you don't ever give up. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke every shekelele here. The devil don't give up. He's relentless. So he has sent him with great promise. 
a judge of Israel with a great mandate and a great assignment, he forgot his assignment. When you forget the reason for your being, you are like the wind tossed. You are tossed by anything in life. Anything can access you and anything can get at you and you can compromise your reason for being. Samson forgot his assignment. Tell two people, don't forget the reason for your being. Don't forget. Don't forget. Amen? Now, Samson got involved with three women. The first woman, he married her. Things didn't go well. And his friend ended up with that one. And Samson was so intelligent, was so anointed, that he didn't need anybody. I worry about smart people. I worry about smart people. Yeah. Because smart people are very dangerous people. Smart people have this mentality that I don't need anybody. I'm better than everybody. I'm smarter than you. And I work with people. I work with the good, the bad, and the ugly. I work with different kinds of people. And sometimes I work with certain people. I look at them, their IQ, their skill, and their knowledge. And I say, they are slowing me down. I can tell that these guys are slowing me down. On the other hand, the Lord says to me that that's why they are around you. You need to lift them up. You need to help them. You need to work with them. Samson didn't have a friend. Samson walked alone. Tell somebody it's dangerous to walk alone. It's dangerous to walk alone. Samson walked alone. And it's one of the problems with this generation. I travel, I walk around, and I see people, husband and wife, in the security line, catching a flight. The husband is on the phone. The wife is on the phone. They sit in the plane. They are all on the phone. They are not talking to one another. In the bedroom, in the, I have a policy. I tell my wife, the phones don't come to the bedroom. Period. That is part of the distractions of this generation that even your cell phone follows you to the shower follows you to the bathroom when you are doing number one number two follows you to the bedroom comes right into the bed it's laying between you and your wife and your husband you are on the cell every time on instagram facebook twitter whatsapp this generation is in trouble the level of destruction is no joke and you can't accomplish anything if you don't focus. Tell somebody, focus. Something survived that first relationship. Then he found himself with a prostitute, a second woman. And when the Philistines heard that he was with this woman, they said him up and they ambushed him and the bible said at midnight he sneaked out and walked away and went to the gate of the city and he took the two pillars or columns of the gate removed the two columns put the gate on his shoulder climbed a hill with the gate and threw it off that was how powerful this guy was this guy was no joke With the jaw of an ass, he could kill a thousand men by his hand. That was how good he was. I worry about people that are very good. Yeah. You know, there was an accident in San Francisco. And people died. And a man survived. And the media interviewed the wife and said, why do you think your husband survived? This is what she, the wife said. I know him. I know him. He has the will to leave. Eh? So the others didn't have a will to leave. He had, 
his birthday, one year after, one week after his birthday, he died. Where was the will to live? It's not about will. Because Paul said the other day, as intelligent and as intellectually sophisticated as I was, or I am with my IQ and skill and knowledge, he said, I recognize that the things that I will to do, I do them not. And that which I know I must not do is that which I do. That means there is something, there is an overriding force inside of me, overriding my will. And that's why we need God. Tell somebody, you need God. And you need spirituality. And for those of you who, for whatever reason, you celebrate, you celebrate knowledge and IQ and skill, it's good, but you are limited. You are limited because Princeton University Research Center has established that 12 and a half percent of the success of life is a result of one's knowledge, one's IQ, and one's skill. And 87% of the success of life is a result of attitude. So it doesn't matter how knowledgeable you are, how well educated you are, and your IQ and skill. If you have a bad attitude, you ain't going nowhere. Somebody say, I hear you. Something survived the second woman. Then, he met the third one. The third one was not just a woman. She was a spirit. Delilah is not just a woman. Delilah is a spirit. Delilah is anything that causes you to compromise your assignment. Delilah is anything that makes you feel high to the point where you give up your knowledge of God. You give up the reason for your being, your purity, your sanctification. You compromise it, you sacrifice it, you let it go and you don't care what happens to the reason for your being. And you don't care about the people for which God lifted you and raised you. Listen, something wasn't born for himself. He was born for the deliverance of his people. You were not born for yourself. You were born to touch others. You are on assignment. Tell two people you're on assignment. You're on assignment. Yeah. That's my message. You are on assignment. You see, selfish people, selfish people live for themselves. Selfless people live to touch and impact others. Selfish people say, well, I'm just minding my own business. Your business. I'm just doing what I feel like doing. Listen. You get to a point when you understand that you're on assignment and you were born for such a time like this to impact and touch others. It's not about what you feel anymore. I'm telling you. It's not about what you feel. When I was coming from the U.S., I wore a tracksuit. When I got to London, I came out quickly, checked into a hotel, showered, and changed. Because I didn't have time. I wouldn't have time. Change. Because I knew I was going to be here. I had another meaning. You don't understand when you understand that you were born for such a time like this. And that it is not about what you like and what you want. Somebody say, I want to be happy. I want to be happy. You want to be happy? Through happiness is the lives you touch. You want to be happy? Put a smile on the face of somebody else. Are you hearing me, somebody? I was talking to a young lady the other day and she said, Papa, pray for me. I want to be married. And I said, why do you want to marry? He said, I'm, I'm, I'm lonely. I'm bored. I, I need somebody to show me some love. I said, girl, you got it all wrong. You need to be happy before you marry. Because if you are married to be happy, marriage can frustrate you. Marriage don't make happy. Marriage is a decision. Are you hearing me, somebody? And it can be frustrating if you don't understand why you are in it. Ask those who are married, they'll tell you. That's why I'm saying keep that cell phone from the bedroom. Amen? 
So anyway, Samson found himself with Delilah. Delilah can be nicotine. Yeah, Delilah. It can be nicotine. Nicotine. It can be Delilah. Alcohol can be Delilah. Marijuana. Can be Delilah. Drugs. Crack. Cocaine. Can be Delilah. Sex. Sex. Yeah. Can be Delilah. Amen. Someone say Delilah. Say hired assassin. Pornography. Pornography. Can be Delilah. Masturbation. Can be Delilah. The thing come and you feel it. You know what I'm saying? You feel the things. And when you feel it, it doesn't matter what. You just got to do it and feel good about it. That is Delilah. You can look at me any way you want to look at me. Are you hearing me? I know the challenge of this generation. And Samson realized that this woman is on assignment. But he couldn't help it. And the Bible said, she kept pressurizing him. What is pressurizing you? Ask somebody, what is pressurizing you? The Bible said, he vexed his soul to death. To death. Then finally, the woman said, you don't love me. When a woman you love tells you you don't love her, brother, it's time. love me so something said baby what is it that I can do to prove my love for you then Delilah said say Delilah Delilah said prove your love by revealing the secret of your strength you see, the first one didn't go for the secret of his strength. The second one didn't. The first and the second was about pleasure and fooling. But this third one went for his liver. This one said, boy, I want your vision. I want your sight. I want everything. I am on assignment to take you out. And he said to her, he said to her, I am a Nazarite, born a Nazarite. And he said, Razor has never touched my head before. In the day that Razor touches my hair, I will be like any other man. Tell somebody you are unique. Tell somebody you are uncommon. Tell somebody you are not like any other one. You are different. Hear me. When you are different and uncommon, there will always be voices that will make you feel there is something wrong with you. Yeah. They want you to be like everybody else. But what makes you unique is what people call weird. Because you don't smoke when they smoke. You don't drink when they drink. You don't fool when they fool. You don't do what everybody does. And they call it Kolo. He's not in touch with the time. Look at me. 
animal that knows how to hide in the forest lives long. You want to live long? You have to learn how to hide. Because the hunters are looking for you. And so, the Bible said, she pushed him and vexed him to death. Ask somebody, what is vexing you? Yeah. And the Bible said, and Samson told her his whole heart. Hey, who are you revealing your heart to? Then the Bible said, she put his head on her thigh. Ask somebody, where is your head lying? In boy choka, in boy choka, uti uti Jacob put his head on a stone and he had a dream. He saw angels descending and ascending. Samson put his head on Delilah's thigh and he lost his strength. He lost his sight. Where is your head lying? Uti Adahi? She put his head on her thigh and said, Baby, sleep. Baby, relax. Baby, you need some massage. Masut, masut. Baby, for masut. I was in Miami the other time and they called for a masut because I was tired. When I saw the masut, I said to the bishop, I said, Bishop, wait. My strength is back. Is anything you know is killing you, it will kill you, and yet you won't run away from it. That's what the Bible says, foolish Galatians, who bewitch you not to obey the truth you know. What is bewitching you? Who is bewitching you? What is this edge and appetite for whatever it is? I'm not going to mention any name. Huh? Yeah. You have an appetite for something. When this edge comes upon you, it moves you like the waves of the sea. And if you don't fulfill it, you can't help yourself. He said, Delilah. Samson, with a great assignment, whose destiny was announced before he was born, told Delilah, all his heart. And Delilah laid his head on her thigh, gave him some wine, some red wine, massage his head and his shoulders with some spicy oil from Egypt. And made him to sleep. And she took a sharp knife. And listen. 
Something you must never forget is what Samson said. I am a Nazarite. Reza has never touched my head. That in the day that Reza touches my head, I will be like any other man. You are not like any other person. You are different. You are unique. And your uniqueness is knowing your assignment and knowing what works for you and knowing what doesn't work for you. There are some food, I don't touch it. There are some places, I don't go. There are some invitations, I don't honor. I don't care what you give me. You can give me a million dollars, I will not come. My kids will tell you. I'm very, very particular after some time now. And I'm very, very, very careful of certain places. And I'll tell you one place I don't go, dry places. I don't go to meetings and churches where they have huge gatherings. Big crowd, but the Holy Ghost is not there. Are you hearing me? The Bible says, surely they shall gather. So gathering doesn't mean anything. Any gathering without the Holy Ghost is a dangerous place to be. And I'll tell you why. The Bible said, when an unclean spirit leaves a man, he goes walking in dry places. Dry places. Dryness attracts demons. Dry places attracts demons. So it's not everywhere I go. I have invitation. Mega, mega, mega churches. They fly. They come to see me with private jet. And I say, I'm sorry. I have a conflict. I'm not lying. I have a conflict. My conflict, and I won't tell you what my conflict is. You are too dry for me. You are, the Bible said, the letter kill it. But it is the spirit that gives life. Amen. You are, listen to what something said. His uniqueness was where his strength was. Whenever you change who you are to please others, to have acceptance of others, to become like others, you've lost the reason for your being. If you are afraid to be misrepresented and misunderstood, you will never fulfill your purpose. And this generation is so much under pressure that everybody wants to flow with everybody. You want acceptance. You want to be loved. Hear me? Hear me? I have come to a point where I see people who don't like me. And it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Are you hearing me? Yeah. Like today when I was coming, I met one or two people. You greet them and they look at you some way. With some countenance, mean, and it still doesn't matter. And I can smile, and it doesn't matter anymore. Because what you think, and your perception and opinion of me, does not make or make me. I am what I am by the grace of God. Your opinion and perception of me don't matter. Because you don't supply the anointing. And you didn't make me, and you cannot make me. And you can't determine the outcome of my future because you are not God. I used to get worried when people have certain attitude towards me. I don't worry about it anymore. I've come too far, learned so much, fallen many times and risen many times. Like Mr. Mandela said, don't judge me by where I am now, but judge me by the many times I fell and I got up again. Are you hearing me, somebody? Samson said, The day razor touches my head, I will be like any other man. Ladies and gentlemen, don't be like anybody. Find your mission. Find your assignment. Stick to it. You know something? I've been preaching prayer eh, for 42 years. And sometimes people think I don't have anything else to preach. I have many things to preach. I, can, I have so many sermons. I take time to, when I'm flying, I take time, I study, I, I'm loaded. Are you hearing me? But I'll tell you something. The Lord said to me, he says, son, I call you by your affliction and experience to teach 
the nations and my people to pray. That's what I call you to do. So you, you, can, you can be like every other preacher and impress the people and give them all these two, three, four, five points and get them excited and let them love you. But I hold you responsible when you don't teach my people to pray and they live a prayerless life and the enemy destroys them. And I've come to the conclusion that you know something? What people think of me doesn't matter anyway. What matters is what God thinks of me. Jesus said the other day, Woe are you when all men speak well of you. You are not a good disciple. Something. Delilah. 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 Boost him and vex him to death. A few months ago, I was in London and a lady wanted to see me from one of our churches. So I said, come. Then when she came, I told the reception, keep her downstairs. I'm coming down. So I went down. And I said, what can I do for you? She started talking about her problems and everything. Then she got to a point. She said, I'm shy of you. I'm shy. And I said, you are what? You, what did you say? You are shy of who? Me. You see, you think I'm an angel? You can't rob an arm robber. Hello? I said, take it back. Take that word back. You are sure of who? Do you know how many years I've been on the road? Tilapia. You are tilapia. Don't go there. Cry. That's what, don't go there. Don't go there. I'm shy of you. I'm shy. Bind you in the name of Jesus. Something compromises his assignment for pleasure, for acceptance, to be loved by a woman. And hear me, he died prematurely, he lost his vision, his sight, and he died with his enemies. How do you want to die? Want to die with your enemies? He died alone, no loved one with him, and he died with his enemies. Hear me. I tell the young preachers all the time, I said, when a woman comes around and she's playing on you and showing you things eh? you must understand something that is not because you are handsome and it's not because you are anything it's because of your oil the bible says the virgin loved thee because of your oil she wants the oil after she's taking the oil you are nothing something became like any other man because after his head was taken he called the Philistines to come in. And the Bible said he shook himself. And realized that the power was gone. You think you are anointed? You are not. You think the women are interested in you or the brothers like you? No. It's your assignment they are interested in. There is something working with the brothers and something working with the sisters. And the day you give in to it, you are like any other woman and you are like any other man. But as long as you hold on to your assignment, you are uncommon. You are unique. You are unbeatable. You are always outstanding. They can't touch you. Focus. Don't be fooled. Don't be deceived. A young man came to see me the other day and I said, I tell my boys, my sons, I tell them, I said, listen, if you want to accomplish anything in life, go off Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, 
Get out of all this stuff. They are all distractions. I'm telling you. Those things, eh, they are for old people about 80, 90 years old who have finished everything they want to do in life that they have nothing to do. Then they stay there and they are chatting and checking things. But those of you, of your age, you have no time for those things. You don't have time. You need to be up to the tax. So, something died. But before he died, they took away his sight, his eyes. You know what the devil wants? Your vision. Say your vision. Yeah, because you see, your vision is what gives you direction in life. Because without vision, people perish. They walk aimlessly, they live carelessly. So the devil wants to steal your vision, so you live carelessly and you walk aimlessly. And that is what he's doing with that with social media. We spend all our time on social media. And we don't spend time in the Word. We don't spend time studying. We don't spend time praying. We don't spend time in the presence. And everything. My daughter is looking at me. I think my time is out. Listen. I love you. I love you. Few things I'll tell you. Watch out for discouragement. You'll meet it. Watch out for distractions. You'll meet it. It will come at you. Develop courage. Say courage. courage. Develop courage because you face things in life. As young as you might think you are, you face things in life. And sometimes you'll be all alone. Dad is not there. Mom is not there. No sibling, no loved one. You and you and your God. So learn to be courageous. Be determined to succeed in life. Be determined to fulfill your purpose. Be determined to fulfill your purpose. Make a decision. Make a decision that you will not fail. Tell somebody, I will not fail. It has to be a decision. Did you hear me? It has to be what? A decision that I will not fail. Even when you are down, even when you are down, don't stay there. Micah, the prophet said, my enemy, rejoice not over me, for when I fall, I will rise up again. President Richard Nixon said, a man is not finished when he fails, but a man is finished when he quits. Don't quit. You have a great future. Don't sacrifice your future for sex. Do you know it is proven it is proven that you can only maintain orgasm for 10 seconds. So all the I like you and the I love you and all the moves and the uh, 10 seconds. That is it. That's what is not worth it. It's not worth it. Yeah. It's not what? Yeah, 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 yeah. A young man came to me and said, Papa, I'm struggling with this girl. And when I said, what is the thing? He said, you know, I don't know what is it, but she said she will show me something I've, I, I've never experienced before. I said, brother, tell her, Papa says, whatever it is she's going to show you, 10 seconds. That is the end of the show. That is the expiry date. Ten seconds. And one. It's not worth your anointing. It's not worth your destiny and your purpose. Study something. He did not fulfill his assignment. 
even though his purpose was announced. And uh, let me say this to young ladies here, young ladies. I know you are beautiful. You are very attractive. But you are not going to remain the same. You are melting. Yeah. You are melting. That's why it took women, it takes women more time to dress than men. Yeah. Because they have to take their time to work on some things. And brother, brother, you too, you are melting. Me, eh, I used to have a bushy hair. Yeah. So I have a lot of hair. And I got up one day and I was seeing something around the back there. And I asked myself, where did my hair go to? It disappeared. So don't put confidence in your beauty and how good you look, how handsome, and how, you know, the, the, the spices and the perfumes and A young man came to me the other day. He said, Papa, I'm in love with this young girl. I want to bring her to see you. And I said, Have you seen her in the morning before she showers? He said, Not yet. So I said, Go to her house one of these days, early in the morning. By 5.36. And see the real person. Before the counterfeit. I took a young son of my prophet. To Chicago. And met one of my spiritual daughters. Dorothy. Beautiful. Beautiful. Some are wonderfully made. Some are fearfully made. This one is wonderfully made. And she's 62 she looks like 20 yeah there are some like that very very beautiful so when we went to the hotel he said he said papa i think i've seen the woman i'll marry so i said where is she he said that's your daughter that's your daughter i said hey what's awful she's grandmother grandmother Number one, she's married, and number two, she's grandmother. Let me see what I had. one who had any here. I see Papa, Papa, pass out to me. So, Bombay, Bombay, Bombay. The kinds of things they can do these days with makeups. What is it? Hypersaction. I was just in New York a few days ago. I was in New York. I was in New York yesterday. Yeah, I left New York to connect my father. I was in New York yesterday. And I went to pray for one of my members. And I met this guy and he said he's a, he's a something, something surgeon. Plastic surgeon. Give me his card. He was telling me the things he can do. Even for me. I should never see what for me. I'm from the jungle, so. Me here, said Jimmy. You know where I came from. I like my face the way I want. I like the lion face like that. said when Jezebel heard eh, that Jehu was at his gate eh, check it, you see when Jezebel heard that Jehu was at his gate the Bible said she went and she did what her makeups this makeup it didn't start from today oh. it's been there from Bible days there are things in it
you think you think if there was no aquantra the sisters would be doing it no there's no aquantra there then the bible said when jezebel held that jo joab was at the gate there jehu she went and did her makeup aquantra then the bible said she stood in the window somebody is standing in the window somebody is looking at you from the window and then jehu said to the eunuchs cast her down and she turned with her makeup to charm the eunuchs to put a country on them and the eunuch said madam we were eunuchs we have no unction to function. So you are going down. Are you hearing me? We know you are blessed by that word of God and look forward to you joining the messages of the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams again. For more information on our events, books, and messages, please visit NDW Ministries online at www.ndwministries.org or call our offices on plus one eight seven seven three six one five one one one. Once again, thank you for joining the Archbishop today and may you continue to experience the life-transforming power of God's blessings.